HBO Max goes maximum. Star Wars has an interesting week of ups and downs. The MCU shows the first teaser of the Marvels and more on this episode of Bridging the Geekdoms. What's going on, everybody? How's it shaking? What's new? Huh? Welcome to Bridging the Geekdoms. I am your host, Robert Slavinsky. And it looks like it's another solo show today. We'll see. We'll see if anybody pops in. Anybody fun, interesting, what have you. But how's it going? How is it going? I think we got a pretty good show. Well, at least I have a pretty good show for you today. We're going to be talking about... Well, I'm going to talk about The Mandalorian, Chapter 23, and the crazy ridiculousness that has come from that episode. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Star Wars Celebration as well. There were some ups and downs from Celebration, things that have come out, things that were exciting to some, not exciting to others, so on and so forth. I also want to talk a little bit about the Super Mario Brothers movie. I got to see it last weekend, and I tell you what, well, we'll talk about it. Then there was a trailer for the Marvels that finally dropped. Really interesting uh, trailer for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk that. And then some big news with Warner Brothers, HBO Max, and The Flash. So we'll get into all of that here very soon. I hope you all have had a great, great week since the last time I talked with you or talked at you. Uh, but before we really get into everything, I just want to highlight how this show works. Okay, the first 20 to 30 minutes typically highlights a few hot topics of the week that could consist of newsworthy items, could be reviews, could be anything. The final half of the show or the final 30, 25, 30 minutes is typically dedicated to a main topic, Pegasus Chronicle. What's going on, man? Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Anyway, so yeah, that's what the, so the main topic today. Actually, I don't have a specific main topic. I put the HBO Max Warner Brothers stuff as the main topic. But uh, overall, I think everything that we're going to talk about this week is pretty big. So let's kind of get into it here. And let's start with The Mandalorian Chapter 23. And Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This, this episode was a very, very, very strong episode. If you are a fan of Star Wars, if you're a fan of The Mandalorian, let's just say you were one of those ones that just hasn't been feeling season three. You had to appreciate what they did with chapter 23. This episode was phenomenal on many, many levels. And I tell you what, you know, there's so many things that I've loved about this, this show in, in this season specifically. First off, we get Grogu, you know, in, in this episode, we see Grogu get a mech suit of sorts. I mean, is he, is he, is he a Gundam now? Like what, what is he now? But honestly, I, I think them shifting the IG 11, to this is a little odd. I think it's a little corny in a way, but it's always fun to see Grogu get to do something else, something different than what we've seen him do in the past. So I really did like that. But the thing that I've loved so much about this season to this point 
is how much we're seeing the Mandalorians work together. Growing up and hearing about Mandalorians and believing that Boba Fett was a Mandalorian and the cool armor and hearing about stories and and the expanded universe. I I could always just imagine how cool it would be in live action to see these Mandalorians work together as a team. And we're starting to see that happen more and more this season. And I think is, it is absolutely phenomenal and great and some just great, great visuals when it comes to the Mandalorians. This is what I was hoping for since season one is seeing stuff like this happen. And and they're really starting to bring it all together. We also have this, this ragtag team of Mandalorians that somehow survived on Mandalore after being all but destroyed by the empire many years ago. And it's really interesting because there's the, the title of this episode was spies. And when all is said and done, it's now trying to decide as fans, as viewers who are actually the spies of this episode, obviously had the, Uh, What's her name? She was in the one episode that was kind of the offshoot with the doctor. She was in the very beginning of this episode. So a lot of people are like, oh, maybe she's the spy that they're talking about. But no, the spy is definitely somebody within the ranks of the Mandalorians. Is it this man and this group of people? I think that they've and I was one of the ones originally who were like, yeah, I think it was the armor that was the that is the spy. She's the one that's betrayed everybody. But after talking to some people on social media and discussing this episode, I think it's, I've come to the conclusion that it was this man here with the group of Mandalorians that he was with. And then we finally get the return of Moff Gideon in this episode. And I tell you what, he is such a, a, a great intriguing villain and character that I wish they would build more on uh, over the next couple, whether it's, seasons of the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, what have you. I hope he does pop up here and there more and more. And they've utilized him really well. They've kind of done the, almost like the Darth Vader effect with Moff Gideon in the Mandalorian, where he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but when he is there, when he's there, you know shit's going to happen. Shit's going to go down. Things are going to happen. And that's the one thing I like about him. He's not as menacing as, say, Darth Vader, but He's a really, really good character, really cool character that I would love to see expanded on. Absolutely. We then see him talk with this team of former Imperial officers who are all part of the Necromancer project, Project Necromancer, which is one of the projects apparently to resurrect Emperor Palpatine phenomenal we also get a look at general hux from the sequels his father is there as well so seeing that there is more going on and and they even drop thrawn's name here like where's thrawn and that's the thing we're starting to see that there's some animosity between uh moff gideon and thrawn because gideon's like where's thrawn at you know like he's supposed to be this grad admiral he's supposed to be this smart, you know, strategic mind, but where is he at in this time of need of the empire of the Imperial forces? I I think he has, I think Thrawn has to show up next episode. And I have a, a weird feeling. This is just speculation, but I think Thrawn may kill Gideon next episode, kind of to showcase how, big of a a villain he is to those who didn't watch rebels or read the books 
I think that's what's going to happen. I think somebody dies next episode, though. Somebody. Somebody has to die, right? Here he is again, Moff Gideon, showing up in makeshift Mandalorian armor. Very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Ryan Cinematics. I am a, I'm so, so a Star Wars fan. I love prequels. The Force Unleashed 2, Jedi Fallen Order, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, and Episode 1, The Phantom Menace game so far. Anything with Jedi versus Sith is what I'm guessing you're saying. Now, this is really interesting. Him having this Mandalorian armor, I think, is really interesting. But this is it comes towards the end of the episode where they confront the Mandalorians that Bo-Katan has brought together Death Watch and the those of the Creed. And they, and they come to this point and they're just trying to solidify their base on Mandalore so that they can take it back. But they get faced down by Moff Gideon who has his own troopers there and there's a bit of a battle that goes on. And as they all escape, except for Din Djarin, who is the Mandalorian, and Paz Vizsla, Din Djarin gets captured. Paz Vizsla has to go toe-to-toe with the Praetorian Guards, which the first time we ever saw them was in The Last Jedi, and here they are now. There's Paz going head-to-head, but coming out a loser and there's the armor whoops going back to the ship taking the injured mandalorians from the ragtag group of mandalorians they found i tell you this episode was fun this this was a lot of fun who are the spies what's going to happen next week i think there's just so much greatness that has come out of this episode this season i've enjoyed it's not the best season out of the three, but I've enjoyed it a lot more than a lot of other people. And I think after this episode, a lot more people are starting to get a little more excited about what's to come, but I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see, but let me know your thoughts on Mandalorian chapter 23 in the comments, all that jazz. Uh, I just want to know, are you excited for next week? Are you excited to see what happens? Do you think somebody will die next week? I think somebody has to die. Somebody has to die. All right, moving on. Star Wars Celebration was this week, and I don't want to sit sit too long on this, but I do want to say something here. There's three film projects that they announced that I think is phenomenal. I think it's great. They got James Mangold doing a Dawn of the Jedi film set 25,000 years before the events of the Skywalker saga. You have Dave Filoni making a Mandoverse film. It's going to be the film that kind of wraps everything up that started with The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, everything like that. That's great. And then we get a, a, a movie about Rey Skywalker set 15 years after the sequel trilogy. And I got to tell you this. This is what brings a lot of controversy to Star Wars right now because I think when you talk about Dave Filoni, you talk about James Mangold, people get excited about that. But the fact that they're bringing Ray Skywalker back, people are asking why? Why do you bring back Ray Skywalker? And here's the thing: I have said since the Rise of Skywalker came out that Ray could be a good character if written properly. They could, in a future film, make her a fun 
good character. They just shoehorned her into a in a into a trilogy, doing the best that they could to kill <laughs> off our childhood heroes of Luke Skywalker, Han, and Leia. So that is a big problem that they had. They they shifted the focus onto a character which they didn't truly have a fleshed out story for. But I think now if they have a fleshed out story, I think she could be a very good character. My biggest issue, though, is this has to be called Episode 10. It has to be. You cannot continue the Skywalker saga. You can't sit there and have six movies, uh, nine movies that are about the Skywalkers, specifically the Skywalkers. And then at the end of the ninth one, have a new Skywalker shown, like the Ray. She is now a Skywalker. And then the next movie that they're in, not part of that same saga. You can't do that. The episodic films are the Skywalker saga. If you have a Skywalker as the main character, it has to. It has to be episode 10. No ands, if buts about it. Now, if, say, Finn was the main character of this movie, and Ray was just a side character, a secondary character, sure, call it whatever you want. Call it Finn's Big Adventure. Finn's Day Off. Whatever. You can call it whatever you want and not make it episode 10 because it's not, it is not fully about a Skywalker. But if it's fully about a Skywalker, it has to be episode 10. And I know that that's a little iffy for a lot of people, but then the way they do this will truly be the fe- the deciding factor on how well Kathy Kennedy actually knows and understands Star Wars, which isn't very much. Not even a little bit. It isn't. She doesn't know crap about it. I'm so over it. I am. But let me know your thoughts in the comments when it comes to uh, Star Wars Celebration. I want to know what you think, what you're excited for. All right. Moving on. Let's get away from Star Wars. Nobody wants to talk Star Wars right now. But you know what we want to talk about? We want to talk about Super Mario Brothers movie. I have to give a quick reaction review to this film. Because I was a little hesitant going into this movie. I I had hopes that it was going to be good. I really did. But here's the thing. The way I viewed the trailers, while the trailers were okay, it really seemed like they were pushing that girl power woke agenda with princess peach and and that kind of worried me but i wanted to give it a shot mainly because i knew chris pratt was going to be in this as the voice and i don't think he would sign up for a film like that because of the kind of person he is so i definitely wanted to go into and seeing this and checking this film out so i did i went in open-minded And holy crap, I have never had so much fun. I won't say never, but I haven't had this much fun in a movie in years, maybe even decades. I was laughing almost nonstop through that film. All of the references that popped up, all of the the little musical cues or visual references, what have you, when they would pop up, I, I, I just couldn't help but just get a smile on my face, giggle, laugh in some form or fashion. And, you know, I, I, I was there with a couple of my kids and I, I wasn't hundred percent sure if they got some of these references because they've, they've only been part of the super Mario fandom for the, not even, you know, 10 years, 
I, on the other hand, have been for nearly 30 years. So when I take a look at this, all, all that they did with this movie was absolutely phenomenal. I, I, I loved it so much. And again, there was no woke agenda. There was no anti-woke agenda. That is, I think, one of the greatest things about this film is they didn't push any of these, these agendas, woke or non-woke or what have This was a movie that was for the fans to enjoy. No, the story wasn't anything great or phenomenal. It was a good movie. It was fun for what it was. They weren't pushing a message. It was your typical normal hero's journey for Mario, going from reluctant hero to becoming the hero of the day. That was exactly what they needed to do with this film. And you're seeing it as the box office just gets larger and larger and larger. What is it right now? for super mario brothers let me see box office mojo right now total worldwide 427 million dollars worldwide as of today it, it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna break a billion dollars it's it has to because there's so many people who are going to go back to this film this weekend there's so many people who are gonna go back the following weekend there's not a lot coming out to go against this. It is a great family movie. It's a lot of fun and kids love it. And that's the one thing that I try to tell everybody when it comes to these types of films, these superhero films and these video game movies. If you want them to be successful, you have to find a way to hit the child the children the kid audience that's why marvel has been so successful to this point because they they focus a lot of their attention on kids yeah sure their movies are pg-13 and they have some adult humor they have some adult moments in it but they know that their core audience the ones that they need to keep bringing back for the next 20 30 years are those who are you know 8 9 10 11 years old they're the ones that they need to be focusing on and that's what Mario does. It's a great movie for adults. Those of us who have watched or, or played Mario for the last 30, 40 years absolutely will adore this film. But kids will also like it because there's those funny moments that are just for kids. And that's, that's why it's going to break a billion dollars. No doubt. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's going to break a billion dollars. Domestically, I could probably see it. I can see it hitting probably $450 million domestically, internationally. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got a big, it's got a lot of, uh, a lot of catching up to do internationally, but I think, I think a billion dollars is absolutely, absolutely doable when it comes to the Super Mario Brothers movie. And come on, uh, the Peaches song, the Peaches song is going to, uh, if it does not get nominated for an Academy Award next year, for this year, then the Academy is worthless. I know it's only April. I know that there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of more movies coming up between now and then. But here's the thing. This is a phenomenon. The song hit number one on the charts it's it's huge you have you have to recognize that's the problem i've always had with the academies they never truly recognize 
the phenomenons. They're always like, oh, we got to look at the artsy stuff. It's not just about the artsy stuff. No, the Mario movie doesn't have an amazing plot, but it's fun and there's great moments in it. And the Peaches song is one of them. It's absolutely fire. And the voice cast. People are so worried, so worried about Chris Pratt as Mario. Well, I tell you what, I can't think of anybody else that would have done better. I can't. There is nobody that would have done better. Not a single person. So when you start to see people sit there and they try to say, oh, this movie's anti-woke or this movie bashes on this or bashes, it doesn't. Don't believe it. Go see this film. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it. Be happy. Be excited. Go in there just looking to have a good time. Don't go in there thinking you're going to get Citizen's Kane or Shawshank Redemption or anything like that. No, you're getting just a good, fun family movie that is just crazy and ridiculous. So do it, please. I beg of you, go help this movie make a bunch of money. Go make it a bunch of money. All right. So let me know your thoughts in the comments. Did you see Mario? Did you not see Mario? What are your thoughts on Mario? All that jazz. All right. So what's next? The Marvels. <laughs> All right. Look, this. All right. Let's just do this. So the Marvels trailer dropped. And honestly, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't. I enjoyed the trailer. I actually thought it was a, a damn good teaser. It's one of those trailers that they knew exactly what they were doing, what they wanted to show, how they wanted to show it. And they did just that. And there's funny moments. There's serious moments. Obviously, the Beastie Boys song is pretty huge. People like that. But, you know, we're seeing some interesting things, especially with Brie Larson, which... You know, I'm not a huge Brie Larson fan, but I got to say they did something with her in this trailer. She seems like a totally different character than what she was in the first film or Captain Marvel, the film that she was first in, even different than what she is in Endgame. She seems like she's able to be goofy and to be herself. She's not like angry looking if that's a good way to put it i guess i i don't know now there is some controversy with this trailer because this man here who uh is the father of kamala khan he was actually in real life accused of sexual misconduct i believe and the fact that they've with a minor mind you and they're keeping him in this film not only that, but the father of a big teenage superhero for the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I, I think that's a little, it's a little much, especially with the rumors coming out that it's very well possible that Jonathan Majors might be done with Marvel after the incident that happened just a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know, we get some great scenes. Iman Vellani, I'm telling you right now, she is a superstar in the making. She is going to steal. I've been saying this since I watched Miss Marvel last June. 
She is going to steal this movie. She is going to be the star. She just brings so much charm and excitement and, and joy to the movie and to, to even to the trailer. I mean, everything that she does in this is just hilarious. She's just going to be a joy for sure. And then here we get another shot of Brie Larson and it's just, she's not really angry. She's just, she's different. I don't know what it is. There's just something different about her. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I want to know your thoughts. What did you think about the Marvel's trailer? I, I think that they could make this a really good, fun film. Now, there's a lot of rumors going around that there's been a lot of reshoots, that there's been a lot of issues, specifically with Brie Larson, with other characters. But to me, from for my money, this movie hinges on Iman Vellani's Kamala Khan. That's what this movie hinges on. And I know that they, you know, again, you may not believe me, but... There's a reason that the sequel to Captain Marvel isn't Captain Marvel 2. There's a reason that it is the Marvels. There's a reason why it's three stars top billing and not Brie Larson by herself. Because of the backlash that they got from Captain Marvel. So Iman Vellani, she's going to steal this show. I, I just, I have this feeling. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I just feel like there's, I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. I want to know what you think about the Marvel's trailer. I think it looks great. But again, this is a trailer. The film could be absolute garbage. It could just, it could suck beyond belief. And it wouldn't surprise me with how Marvel has been lately, but you got to hold out hope. You, you, you have to hold out hope that they, they actually make a film, make a movie that is exciting, that is good. I really do hope they, they've made something fun and good. I do. But let me know your thoughts in the comments. Are you excited about the movie? Did you like the trailer? Do you think that it's going to be a good movie? Let me know. Let me know. All right, next up. Wow, we're just chucking along here. This might be a shorter, shorter episode. All right, so HBO Max. So we knew that Warner Brothers was going to be making some changes here in the very near future when it comes to uh, when it comes to their streaming service and, and everything like that. That's what, kind of what David Zaslav has been hinting at. Well, they have finally, they've finally done it. HBO max is now going to be called max. That's it. Max. They're going to take away the most recognizable name in television content, HBO, the name that has been renowned for quality and known for its great, great shows. They're going to remove the HBO name and call it Max. But where it gets even more ridiculous is it's not that they just got rid of the HBO name. No, 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 no. Because that would just make sense for them to just say, okay, look, 
we're going to get each rid of HBO. We're going to focus on Max. But no, they make it Max, the place to go for HBO. So why'd you remove the HBO name from it? It doesn't make sense. Not, not even a little bit. David Zaslav has definitely made a few curious decisions since he's got in place there. But this is probably the most curious one that he's done. So, yeah, I, I think that he needs to rethink this. I know that they're going to be you know, pushing this out for the next two months uh, between May and June. But I, I don't think they needed to change the HBO Max name. I think it made sense. I think it was, look, you're getting your HBO content, the great HBO content that we have, and more. That's how I always looked at the HBO Max name. Now it's just Max. It makes me think of Cinemax or Skinemax. And it doesn't, it doesn't have the same recognition that HBO Max has. Hell, even Warner Max would have worked out better. I just think it was a bad, bad move on their part. Absolutely bad move on their part. But we did also get some pretty cool things here. And the first one I want to pull up is we got a little teaser for the upcoming Penguin show that is now in production, as it says. And a Max original. I have to say, I, I was not interested in this in the slightest. Wasn't a big fan of the Batman, but this, this looks good. This looks interesting. Again, trailers can be deceiving. And the fact that this just started production like 32 hours ago, you know, it was like a week ago, but still the fact that they have this much shot and able to throw in a, a little teaser of sorts to, to show fans, get people excited about the content that's going to be on max. I think that was a great idea. I think it was really smart of them to do that. I just don't, I don't know. I, I hope it's good. I do. I really do hope it's good. And again, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Batman movie, but maybe this can really, really set itself apart. I hope so. We also got a little tease for... Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter is coming back and they're rebooting it. They're rebooting Harry Potter for Max. They're going to do what they're saying is a decade long series. Uh, they're going to cover each book more in depth than the films had done in the past. I think that's really interesting because there are a lot of areas of the book. I didn't read the books, but I have a lot of friends who read the books who have often told me, you need to read the books. There's so much more in there. And I, I admit, I, I'm sure they're right. And I, I'm interested to see them flesh more of that out. And my guess is it's probably going to be like eight episode seasons, maybe 10 episode seasons and an hour long each. So you're talking about eight to 10 hours worth of content plus minus, you know, a few minutes here or there. But I mean, eight to 10 hours worth of content per book. I think that they can really dive into some cool things. Obviously, how are the fans going to react 
to this change? Are people ready for Daniel Radcliffe to no longer be Harry Potter and Emma Watson to not be Hermione Granger and Rupert Grint to no longer be uh, redheaded kid? I can't remember his name. Ron Weasley. There we go. Are they ready for that? Uh, I am a little upset that they're not finishing the Fantastic Beasts sh- uh, films. I, I think they handled it wrong. I do. I don't think that they should have called them Fantastic Beasts. I honestly think that they should have called it, you know, Adventures of Dumbledore or something with Dumbledore's name. I think Dumbledore should have been the main catalyst of that story and driving each and every film from that point, from his point of view. You can have great characters like they've had in those movies, but I don't think people have been so excited and and drawn into them because it just, you know, the first one was Fantastic Beasts. Then the next one was Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And then the next one was Fantastic Beasts. And uh, I, I don't remember, but... Regardless, there's never been anything that truly pulls it into the the wizarding world of Harry Potter and the general audience. While, yeah, there were three films, they just each film, it was just fewer and fewer of them wanting to go see it. So in my opinion, I think that they handled those films wrong, but I would love to see them capitalize and, and finish that story because it has been so interesting. The 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 story of Grindelwald and Dumbledore is just so interesting. But alas, it looks like they're not going that route. And here's the thing. They could still go that route. They could finish those films because there's very little connection to the original Harry Potter films. So these Fantastic Beasts movies could be the prequels to the new series. But again, it does, it does depend on the aesthetic that they choose, they choose to use for the new Harry Potter series. That's what's going to be interesting. Are they going to stay how the movies were and stick to that look and feel. Are they going to go darker? Are they going to go brighter? Are they going to go lighter? What are they going to do? Let me know your thoughts. I want to know what you think. Let me know in the comments about all of that, because I think it's interesting. I think we, we could be in for something cool. I'm a Harry Potter fan. I've really enjoyed the films up to this point. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm curious what you think. All right. We also got a little TV. It's got some great moments showcasing the Flash, his backstory, losing his parents, him wanting to go back in time to change everything to save his parents, seeing Supergirl seeing Ben Affleck's Batman, seeing Michael Keaton's Batman, and a great shot of Michael Keaton's Batman without the cow. They, they've really, truly done a lot in a short little TV spot showcasing what this movie is in a bit, in a way. It's got some great shots of him running. I know a lot of people, I'm seeing a lot of people complain about the CGI, the special effects, but... I'm sorry, I, I don't see the issues with this movie. It looks just as good as movies today that have good special effects. It's not avatar level, but it's definitely not star Wars episode two level of bad, but I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait for this movie at this point. 
I've been back and forth with this. Do I want to see it? Do I not want to see it? How excited am I? How excited am I not? Blah, 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 what have you. I am fully, fully ready for this movie. I think it's going to be phenomenal. 100%, 110% phenomenal. I can't wait for it. But let me know your thoughts and comments about it because are you looking forward to it? I know there's a lot of people who aren't. I know that. I do want to put this out there. So moving kind of back to the Mandalorian here. This came out today. Just a couple, well, yesterday really, but this is being highlighted today. Um, add to stream. The real Brendan Wayne. Supposedly this is... This is the... One of the people that has worked, Paul. No, this is the real Brendan Wayne posted this from Paul Marino Tattoo. I, I'm not 100% sure. So Paul Marino Tattoo put this thing. This is the way. What an episode. I can't wait for next week. The real Brendan Wayne, who supposedly works on The Mandalorian, goes, this next episode is going to make you wish you hadn't asked for more. It might just hurt too much. What could that mean? What could that mean? That's scary. You know, there's rumors that Pedro Pascal wants to get out of the Mandalorian. There's talk that they have to finish up some stories. Could they kill off the Mandalorian? Could they kill off Din Djarin, Pedro Pascal's character? What would that mean for Grogu? Where would Grogu go? Would he go with Bo-Katan then at that point? Would he go back with Luke Skywalker? I think... There's a lot of interesting things that they could go with this, depending on how how this next episode turns out. I don't know, though. I, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. But let me know your thoughts in the comments on this. This is this could be huge. This could break the Internet next week. This could cause a lot of people to be angry, a lot of people to be excited, a lot of people to just want to throw stuff at John Favreau and Dave Filoni. I, I don't know. I think this could be really, really interesting. Trooper Geo. Yo, guys, what's up? What's going on, Trooper Geo? Just me today. And we're actually about to wind down here. Uh, I kind of got through everything today pretty quickly. So what's up? Uh, you got anything to, to add to anything, Trooper Geo? What's, what's on your mind? Let's see if he has anything on his mind right now. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty crazy. Crazy, crazy. POTUS drove past my house. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> where do you live, Trooper? Jeez. That's kind of weird. You live in D.C.? I got some great apple juice right here. Delicious apple juice. Love the apple juice. It's the nectar of the gods. Ah, man. I, I, I gotta say, man, I, I... For there being a lot of stuff this uh, this week, we got through everything. You live in Ireland? He's visiting. Yeah, I don't pay attention to POTUS. I don't. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the current POTUS, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is blowing up all over. Like, look at this. 
Look at this Star Wars theory. What's your reaction if Din dies next week? What if Bo dies? Sadness, but would be pretty epic, says Jonah Fett. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. I might have to do a live show prior or some kind of show prior where we just get our thoughts and feelings on what we think is going to happen in the final episode this season and where it's going to lead. Uh, I think it's going to be huge. Maybe this weekend. I don't have too much going on this weekend. Maybe Monday, something like that. I don't know. I'll figure it out when I got some time. Trooper G's ancestors are from the part where I live. Paz died. Yeah, man. Paz died this past episode. It was nuts. I didn't think they were going to do it. But he did. Rest in peace. Yeah. Pretty crazy. For sure. For sure. Yeah, it's going to be... I think it's going to be a wild finale. <laughs> Trooper Geo says, kind of thought he was a bit of a nothing character. So for me, it was a, oh, no. Anyway, moment. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got to say, I, I think Paz dying was supposed to be a little more of a, a little more impact for the fans than it was. Uh, he was a cool character. I mean, he's got a huge gun. There's some speculation that they killed him off because it's possible that Favreau may be walking away. And I believe he voiced the character and there's chance there's a possibility he may be walking away after this season. I don't know if that's hundred percent accurate or not, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, regardless, uh, it wasn't as big of a moment as you would think as if someone like Din or Bo-Katan or Grogu died, which again, that's the rumor right now that is that, one of them is going to die. One of them's going to die. That'd be... Mm, I think that'd be nuts. It would be nuts. Well, as I'm wrapping up here, make sure you scan that QR code. You can find all of our links. You know, they'll take you to our link tree. You can find the links for email, our social medias. You can now find us on Rumble. And head over to rumble.com. And find us there and follow us there. That'd be great. Trooper Gia says, if they kill off Din in his own show, I'll be mad. The thing is, is it really his show? It's called The Mandalorian. Grogu's now a Mandalorian. The show could have been about him the whole time. Could be about Bo-Katan now. Let's not forget that this show was only ever supposed to be 16 episodes. They had a beginning, middle, and end that they wanted to do with these characters. And they wanted to build off of that. The Book of Boba Fett was supposed to be the continuation. Was supposed to be the continuation. That was supposed to be chapter 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, up to 24. But they decided to split everything because of how big Din Djarin got, how big Grogu got, and everything. And they adjusted from that point. True, but he's been our boy for the past three seasons. Yes, he he's been our boy. I mean, if they kill him off, I'll be upset. But I also understand it, and it might be damn good television. Damn good television. Make sure you hit that like button, hit subscribe, share this with all your friends, family, loved ones, all of that jazz. I want to get this show bigger. We're on our way to 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. 
2,000 subscribers. We're over 1,800 subscribers now on YouTube. I want to hit 2,000 before the end of this year. Uh, sooner, if if possible, that'd be amazing. So you know, head over to YouTube. Tell your friends, family, loved ones all about us. And with all that said, guys, I'll talk at all of you later.